but you don't know that because you're a big Barry White looking motherfucker. I did both. I laughed, and then there's moments where I was sitting there crying because I did both because it, it hit it hit home. It hit home for me. <laughs> Parts of it hit home. I mean, I never got like my mom didn't leave me somewhere, but the sexual abuse in the hands of women, you know, I mean, you know, that I know how that felt. And nobody yeah. in my family before anybody started jumping to conclusions. It was all it was it was my peers. You might have a lawsuit, Aaron. You can sue the school district. Man, I had to school. No, I had to uh, sue Laidlaw Bus Company in L.A. And they probably got as much money as shit as fucking a liquor store around the corner on a, uh, during the <laughs> first couple days of the pandemic. Hey, you can you can bankrupt Adarius's ex's uh, <laughs> family. They ain't got oh, nothing. That's no. That's just, wow. <laughs> wow. Why are you bringing them like about the ex that tried to yeah that one? No, not that one. one. That's a different oh. one. That, that one was crazy. Tried to sneak in and grab Aaron's dick. Yeah, that one, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Why women like abusing me? I don't understand. And, and and I mean that's probably why I'm a degenerate. If you had abuse and it was because of any woman I dated with, um, no man, that ain't my fault, nigga. I ain't blaming you, Jerry. I'm trying to make me sue on him. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get ready to start the show. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter. Also, catch us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash high score 510. We'll also be announcing the winner of our pumpkin spice Oreo giveaway next week. So, listen in, check out our uh, Instagram post, at us, tag us with the answer, what the code word was from last week's episode, episode 640, Call a Crackhead. Add us with the code word, direct message us on Instagram, and uh, you might have a chance to win. Also, check out our TikTok page. I've already gotten one flag and one warning about a video, so we're right on oh pace gosh, to get banned Jared. there again. Let's do this. All right. Come on, Jared, man. All right. On, man. <laughs> Can you make it through one social media without getting it kicked off? Instagram has actually been the most standard one that we don't. Instagram is like it's fine, nothing, no, no issues on Instagram. Jerry, you're the only person I know that's been banned from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and OnlyFans. This is are you? This is the wildest thing I've ever seen. I think TikTok he, is just like he absolutely probably got banned from my. He, he probably got banned from MySpace if we would if we would have known his account back then. You just got banned from MySpace. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. It's what it is. So. Anyways, and we are here with uh this is AG3 coming at you faster than Jordan Poole's knees buckling after getting hit in the jaw. His he went limp. He went limp. He he'll be perfect for celebrity boxing. I am delivered. He got delivered. He got delivered. <laughs> he felt the Holy Spirit. He probably woke up. Body. He probably woke up saying that. <laughs> I ain't gonna date, I ain't gonna go to pool parties no more. I'm not gay. I won't walk around with the wave cap on my head. I can't act like I'm hood because I played ball in Ann Arbor. I've been delivered. Uh, the, yeah, I heard Draymond after he socked Jordan Poole said, <laughs> And we are here with... What's up, y'all? So, Darius, a.k.a. Smoking out with uh, Coach K this week. I'm going to give him... Uh, little bit of a shining star moment uh just watched the redeem team documentary and coach cat uh i used to shit on you a lot my brother but i really got a little bit of respect for you after watching that doc you're a good dude what has he done can you tell me big magic johnson what has he done 
Well, yes, he's a business person. He he's I, got AIDS. <laughs> I love how he cut him off. He's got AIDS. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Shout out. And my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. What you do is cook pork. I bet we eating everything on the pig, from the rooter to the tutor. The whole pig, huh? You didn't marry me for my cooking. <laughs> you got that right, baby. That's why we got little Junior over there. Bang, 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 bang. Must you embarrass me in front of my friends on every possible occasion? Now see, see that? That's your son. Let's get to some news. In news this week, a study came out and concluded that vegetarians are twice as likely to be depressed than meat eaters. What do you guys think about that? Well, I'll speak before the only person that's actually tried to be a vegetarian show. Yeah, I'll speak my ignorance first, Darius, for you coming in with some real life. Because I ain't got no real life thing about behind this, but I just assume they're happier because you know we got some good ass meat in our in our mouths. I don't know where they do this study at, Jared. I mean, uh, the study was done in Brazil. <laughs> oh shit! Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> how how can you have the word study in a country that I don't think even go to elementary school? <laughs> how can you have the word? We don't even use the word studying <laughs> in elementary. And how the hell Brazil gonna have the word studying? No offense to you Brazilians. No offense to anybody Brazilian out there. Are you trying to, I don't think to we think I think population. when you think when you think of Brazil, three things come to mind. Beautiful people, butt lifts, and playing soccer. That's it. Ain't, ain't many road scholars came out of Brazil. <laughs> and no well, offense to any Brazilians, but I am insulting you right now. <laughs> Unlike some of the other countries of South America, at least your people are cool and not as evil. <laughs> I like South America. It's just corrupt as shit. I ain't gonna go against a whole group of people right now, so I'm I'm off that. But I will say this: that study could be true, man. I don't know, I, don't know. I, I was on the I was on the the meat eater happening side until Jerry tell me where the study came from. <laughs> no, 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 man. I, I I think it could be true, man. Remember, remember when there was like boxers or some like athletes that would eat like bulls balls, like bull testicles before their fights because it got them all hyped up. Mm-hmm. And Jesus does that too. I like ain't one with him. It didn't get me hyped up. Maybe <laughs> I, you well, throw up. There's like certain <laughs> there's certain people that do shit like that, like eat like certain type of meats and get them all hyped up. And I think that like these fake like made up proteins may like cause a little bit of unbalance. My my opinion. Well, they said that they found that the meatless diets led to people experiencing uh, depressive episodes twice as often to those who eat beef. They said beef is the is the one protein source that seemed to be the have the most positive effects but they said that the nutrient deficiencies do not explain necessarily the association you know with beef having iron uh, vitamin b zinc and protein um, which help brain functions they said that these things could could be you know helping prevent depressive episodes they also said that people's proximity and community around them based upon their diet also influences. So if you're somebody who's a vegetarian and you're surrounded with other vegetarians, that seemed to have positive outcomes for those people. But people who were more isolated in being a vegetarian versus a meat eater seemed to have a bigger you know, potential dip off in their uh, episodes. So social demographic, cultural, or just the science of what meat does versus plant-based or vegetarian options, perhaps, uh, it all plays a role, but uh, 
Is there any food that you've had that where you felt depressed after eating it? Or you you found yourself every time finishing eating it, you were like, man, I'm feeling like down or depressed or just not good. I had something similar to Come on. (laughs) Darius does not like female ejaculate or eating pussy. No, 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 no. I have no problem. I'm just saying, have you ever ate something and felt bad about it? Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yes, yes, that is true. I had something similar to that. I mean, you know, I ate church's chicken and I felt like a slave. I mean, is that the same? You know, it's that slave chicken, that church's chicken, you know, that grease kitchen. You just, you go back and you start thinking, you know, I I start thinking I was lost and master going to get mad if I don't get back home. At the church's chicken. Remember, church chicken used to be so it used to be so greasy. My mom used to take when we would buy it, she would put it in foil and put it back in the oven to cook some of the grease out. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask for extra napkins. I just pat my chicken down. Man, that would help. Church that would help for the outer layer. Then you bite into that shit, and it was like a it was like a creamy middle. Well, church chicken is so black. When you give them your run that for your order, they give you a slave name when you pick it up. I wish I would evolve. <clears throat> Where's my iconic sleeve roll? <laughs> it was the only place that you could get fried gizzards. The one in LA, you get fried gizzards. I love the fried gizzards, though. <laughs> I do I do fuck with some turkey chicken biscuits. Like there's a whole different level to their biscuit game, I will say. So so you're saying, Aaron, when you when you went and had church's chicken, you felt like somebody was whispering over your shoulder. You a black you a black boy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a little more sober though. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, shout out to uh, all our vegetarians out there. We hope that if you, you know, if you, if you, if you need support, or you find yourself, you know, feeling down, you know, you try a little meat, or you know, seek some uh, somebody to talk. You need to. some support? Just go to In and Out. <laughs> In other news, chess grandmaster Hans Neiman was seen having his rear end inspected as he arrived to compete at the U.S. Chess Championships in St. Louis on Tuesday. There is a rumor going on that he was potentially using a vibrating sex toy to cheat. What do you guys think about that? I just think he used that vibrating sex toy because he's in St. Louis at the Arby's and he could he had to plug his <laughs> shit up because he knew he was going to be sitting there playing chess for a long time. <laughs> Story ties in perfectly, Jared. He was in the oh, same last name from Neiman to Seaman. <laughs> uh, How can you cheat with the vibrates? What, somebody, what, I don't understand. Uh, I'm not certain. Um, I'm wondering. The theories online, they, they, they popped up after last month when he caused a major upset by defeating the Norwegian Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen at the Sinquelfield Cup uh, in September. Theories are going around that he has a vibrating butt plug that is connected to some computer of sorts that gives him specific, maybe like a Morse code of vibrations in his booty hole (laughs) that then tell him what is the next move. So like buzz, 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 it means like A4 (laughs) and then buzz, 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 buzz to G5. That's a lot of concentration. (laughs) I'm going to have to give him some credit. That takes a lot, of, a lot of concentration. Hey, I heard those fishermen that's cheating also was found with vibrators up their ass too. Probably they 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 knew where to fish and where to enter the uh, lead weights into the fish's gullet mm-hmm. based upon them vibration. Oh man, you know what? That feel good. I'm gonna put the, the the weights up the fish's ass right now. Ain't no fishermen. God damn it, talking about vibration, butthole bitches, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Apparently, Neiman has admitted to cheating twice in the past, um, but he said only as a child. Um, however, there was a 72-page report released by Chess.com alleged that the Grandmaster likely received illegal assistance in more than 100 online games, the latest of which occurred as recently as 2020. And these matches also included prize money. We were, there was prize money involved in, in several of these matches. So the Chess Federation don't play when it comes to cheating, but... Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out if he was using some kind of vibrator in his booty hole, right? Like, what does he have? Like little, little like uh, contact lenses in that showing him the board, and then it's See, that you sent it too far. No, I'm know. trying to figure out because he, he just put a vibrated thing up his booty hole, but like, oh, so I can see what movie you're looking at, right? Yeah, I'm like, how? Like, he's got to have some Mission Impossible type shit with some, you know, what I'm saying shout out to Coco the Goddess, some uh, loversbedroompleasures.com toys or something. The level of technology that goes into him having that up his butt is way beyond what we realize just based upon the the face value of the story. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's a good question. Who knows? Maybe it was certain, you know, chessboard is divided into letters and letters and numbers, right? Maybe it was like a pause and then another another set of vibrations that he had to count in his head and be like, okay, D is the letter, it's the number four. So the first one would be like deep, 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 that's D. And then it'll be a pause and then three. So then he knew where to go mm-hmm. because it's just a grid. I can yeah. see why he don't need the visual thing. He don't need no, no minority report or anything. It was just a grid. And all you need is just a cold for the grid but if it's connected to a computer program that gives him the highest percentage move in the next move Maybe, that's what I'm, well the the shit is is it is taped right yeah so was he paying somebody who had access to seeing his board through some kind of camera that I could mean, then... i mean it's it's chess <laughs> i don't understand why you got to cheat in the shit anyways chess for christ's sake there is a finite amount of moves in chess so it doesn't make sense for me to cheating is like obviously like these fools play so much chess they kind of know like the different variations that you can do based upon the different openings and, and starts. Yeah, that people I would do. think it's a, like psychological. You're tr- like you said, it's a finite number of moves. So would you like want to trick someone to thinking you're going to make another move? And I don't know how the computer helps them on that. Mm, I don't know. It's Regardless chess, of which, man. I'm just glad I, it would have been hilarious if, if he did have it up his butt and it hit his G spot and he started, you know, he had to get up and be like, oh, my leg, oh, my leg. Oh, my leg. He started getting excited, man. <laughs> Uh, Pedro, is this regular or irregular chess playing? Yeah, that's irregular. <laughs> and um, if you orgasm, uh, he wouldn't say, oh, my leg. He'll jump up and say, I've been delivered. <laughs> I've been delivered. Hopefully we get to the bottom of this, no pun intended. But uh, this man has been a proven cheater in the past, so we have to worry about that. But otherwise, like chess world, let's... um. Let's let's figure this thing out. Let's let's get past this. This is this is we shouldn't be hearing about your sport. If you want to call it a sport, we shouldn't be hearing about your game only because of these types of things. I want to hear about, you know, I'm saying other boring people playing other boring people in a boring ass game. Present that to me instead of man has vibrating butt plug helping him cheat. You know, that 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 doesn't catch my eye the same way. Or maybe it does. Maybe that's why I actually thought about a lot (laughs) in other news. Right-wing dating app co-funded by former Trump officials called The Right Stuff touts itself as a dating app for the right wing. And let's just say the launch was a success. However, reviews started rolling in. And let's just say there is speculation whether or not 
this is a deep state leftist cover for the FBI or that there's no women on there. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? <laughs> oh, God. See, I was about to get excited. I'm going to go with B. There's no women on there, right? <laughs> I know it's a true right ring day nap because they're, they're, the first thing you do is you blame the deep, the deep state left, right? But I'm going to go with no women on there. And I'm kind of upset because I got excited when you first said it because I was like, dude, I could now get some legit race play, right? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I went on, I went online this, uh, this morning, found some this British woman doing some good old fashioned race play, and I was like, dang man, that British accent race play usually don't get this using a hard er, and then all of a sudden she fucks it up by saying using the word spunk, and I was done at that point. Like, <laughs> like wait, this supposed to be a turn on? Who the hell uses spunk? She's like, oh, I want you to spunk in me. What the fuck? I was done. So I'm like, dude, just when I thought I found some good old fashioned race play, I'm all excited. I'm over here just reaching new levels. And then all of a sudden she says that I was done. I know what you need to do. You need to download that video, Aaron, and put it into uh, a video editor and then put a bleep over when she says spunk. Bleep (laughs) it over. Too much work, Jared. When I when I hit that video, you think I'm willing to work? If you like the video and you want to watch it later, just yeah. I don't need the video now. If this this right wing day nap, (laughs) if this right wing day nap had women, I wouldn't need the video no more. I could get it in person. And I'm like, God damn, man. See my all my Lauren Berber fantasies going down the drain because ain't no women on this damn thing. (laughs) And contrary to popular belief, I have never been an escort for Senator Ted Cruz. But I will tell you tonight, it is the coolest thing I've ever heard about Ted Cruz. Hey, do they still do the the race race play porn? Is that still on Pornhub? No, play. Pornhub ain't nothing on Pornhub, Pedro. Pornhub's a piece of crap. S Bang, they took out a lot of race play videos. Man, I'm kind of, but you know, me and a couple other people were in the in the comments really upset by this. Like, <laughs> man, just when I wanted good, old, and they put one up though. One went up this morning. Two went up this morning, and one of them, people were like, "Oh man, this video was so great!" Until she said that word with the er. I'm like, man. Man, what, this video ain't for you, man. Go stick to the millennial videos. This woman my age, she look good. She's throwing out ERs. I'm happy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just I used to like... Well, I uh, having sex with the black man, my age. She was having sex with the black man. She loved it. She even let him slap him at one time after that. I was like, man, this is great. Not the abuse, but the sex act of it. I want winners. Exactly. And the, the British one was winning until she went and, and, and the British one was a solo, right? It was a solo video, but it was, everything was working. And it's a woman that's, you know, she's a, she's a peace star out in Britain. She comes out here a lot. She loves black men and everything's great until she said the, the spunk. I'm like, oh man, I can't get a good, just when you think you found a good race play video and this happens. <laughs> I don't know, Pedro, this, this could be the app if it had women on it, but I don't think it's going to have women on it. Yeah. One, one, uh, one review by uh, Mr. Douglas Roop said, I love my country. I love the Second Amendment and I love God. These days, it's just hard to find a woman who values my patriotism, my faith. And so after being ghosted by every Tinder match or every match on Tinder, I decided to give this app a try. I created my po- profile, uploaded a selfie of me sitting in my truck with sunglasses and it worked great. The interface was intuitive and easy to use. But the weird thing is I couldn't find any women on it. I don't know. Maybe the app is bugged. I tried switching my preference to men just to make sure it was working. And loads of handsome men came up. I hope that <laughs> I hope the developers fix this. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's switching to men. That's yes. 
He switched to men because that's where he really wanted to be. Yeah, I, mean, to, I, I was only said. on men to see if it worked. That's what they do. Worship Trump. They want Trump uh, lick his toes and all that kind of stuff. They want to be led by man. It's a bunch of homosexuals, and they, they don't even know it. They don't realize. They I was just, he was just checking, Pedro. He was just checking. He was just checking. Just because, just because he swiped a like on Andrew C. Caldwell page, he was just checking to see if it worked. <laughs> Another person wrote, uh, I answered the question about January 6th, honestly, and the next day I have two police officers at my door telling me they got a call alleging that I was involved in domestic terrorism. This app was clearly created by Democrats as a way to subvert our constitutional rights as a conservative as conservative Americans. Do not use this app unless you want to be harassed by left wing fascists. Which police is going to show up? Hey, man, you I called the police about a catalytic <laughs> converter with the two dudes next to me. And they, 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 they said we'll be there either 45 minutes to four hours. They only what respond to left wing fascist interests. Which what is police is gonna show up to this hit door? Man, he been watching too. He was watching too much. Uh, uh, what's the name of that show with the guy that had Regina King, uh, HBO? Jared Watchmen. Watchmen. He watching too much Watchmen. Man, they showed up wearing masks and threw me in a trunk and took me to something. And it was this mirror. And this guy had a mirror on his face and showing me all kind of stuff. Come on, dude, stop lying, Braden. I, I kind of believe him actually because. If he had really switched over as a man, switched over to looking for men, I'm pretty sure if this was truly a right wing uh, uh, website, it would have said, "Nigga, please." <laughs> it exactly, it wouldn't even have a mid. Yeah, that's another thing. It would have so, no, right wing website got a mid for mid. Oh, this is that's why I'm saying it could be the ops. It could be some left wing fascists trying to set this up as a way to root out more January six people and other domestic terrorists. Conspiracy, brother. You know, I really don't want to talk about this over the telephone. Perhaps we could meet at a secret location. Well, in sports news this week, animal rights activists for direct action everywhere was hit stick by Bobby Wagner on Monday Night Football. Now, the person who ran on the field wants to press charges and filed a police report against Bobby Wagner. What do you guys think about that? So basically what you're saying is someone could come into my home or my area of work uninvited, run around with an incendiary device that's illegal, and then if I take a shot at him to get him removed because security's already chasing him because he's not supposed to be there. He yeah, knows he's not supposed was, to be there. Security was struggling. They they chose a little uh, a little fast vegan uh, guy. <laughs> and here's the thing. You know you're doing wrong because you're running away from security. <laughs> and, and one of the workers there whose job there is to hit people, hits you. You don't think you can sue? I hope he sue. And the Rams already said they're going to do everything to protect Bob Ragnar. You know how in California it's that law, like you if you lose, you got to pay for the other the other person's lawyers. Mm-hmm. I hope the Rams go out and just get the most expensive lawyers. This is gonna be an easy win. Get the <laughs> most expensive lawyers to make this make this dude want to eat meat again. He gonna have to eat at McDonald's because it's the only way he's gonna survive. <laughs> he yeah, won't he, be he another hurt. depressed vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, he won't be depressed anymore. He won't be depressed anymore. Be eating McDonald's. He can buy on Panera shakes and uh, Jamba Juice. Java juice ain't cheap for all that sugar. <laughs> yeah, that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> Java juice. Man, we got these smoothies with ice cream, sherbets, more ice creams, and a banana. 
<laughs> it was like orange juice con- from concentrate. <laughs> they got so much sugar. Now they shit sometimes is pretty bomb. I'm not saying it's not good, but it's not a healthy option. Let's just no, say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that episode of American Dad with Stan. When Stan for the future came back and was like, man, what happened to you, man? He goes, all right, he went back to the past. Stan went back to the past. They had some machine. He went back to the past. And old Stan was like, man, what happened to us? Right. And he goes, let me tell you, man, it's this thing and it's called Jamba Juice. And you're going to think it's healthy, but it really ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the protester, the demonstrator, they called him a demonstrator, ran past stadium security and had a smoke, a pink smoke grenade that he was holding um, that emits a, a big plume of smoke. Um, I'm trying to figure out how he got that in there. But the other thing is they said he's protesting uh, two people that are part of direct action everywhere um, who are being uh, who are going to trial for a 2017 abduction and kidnapping of two pigs from a Utah pork facility. (laughs) Oh, my God. Five people were indicted. Three took plea deals and two are going to trial this this week. It's so dead. To just waste everybody fucking money. <laughs> That's why he was out there running to bring attention to the, these people who are being you tell, mistreated you tell by Bobby the Wagner. system. <laughs> you tell Bobby Wagner next time, he better put a helmet behind it. Eh? And you can't get fine putting your helmet into somebody that ain't supposed to be there. I know he leans with his shoulder. He did a correct hit. His helmet was up. Head was up. Put a helmet. I put Old school. Helmet under the chin. Chuck Cecil. He won't remember what he was doing. He got every right to Chuck Cecil. You tell every football player, anybody step on that field, you Chuck Cecil. You put a helmet under their chin. See, this is this is who the right wingers need to be upset with. Be upset with with these people because they want obviously to let crime run rampant. You break into a slaughterhouse for pork, you steal two piglets, and then you don't want to be, you know, have to deal with any kind yeah, of you gotta deal with your consequences. And you it gotta deal with your consequences. Yeah, hopefully you, it should be a slap on the wrist because you know, there no, ain't no slap of, on the wrist. He went in there, man. No, they went no, into Utah they, and stole two piglets. So it's yeah, like everybody want to be a rebel, but then they don't want to be a rebel. Right. Yeah. All these rebel new people, they want to be the price. They want to be a revolutionary and don't want to be a revolutionary. I need everybody to be there to me. I am, I am a revolutionary. That comes with the cost and the price. Come and that's the something else. Oh I man, they about. shouldn't be on trial for stealing pig. Yes, they should. Yeah. Yeah, and if still, they in Utah, Utah want to hang them, they can hang them. Utah <laughs> still do hangings. <laughs> they want to hang them, hang them, hey, man. Take them out back blue. behind the woodshed and give them the give them the the firing squad. You give them the old yeller treatment since they like animals so much. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, hopefully this gets resolved quickly and expeditiously. Hopefully there isn't any lingering issues. Uh, for for Bobby Wagner or, or any NFL athlete who feels the need to step in and help security when somebody's running on the field that shouldn't be there. Well, uh, in other news, Draymond Green had himself quite a week. Him and Jordan Poole got into a uh, kerfuffle, a heated exchange in practice, and Draymond Green then socked that fool up in the video. It can be seen Green walking towards uh, the corner of the three-point line, Jordan Poole on the baseline, talking some shit, it looks like. And at what point, Draymond Green gets frustrated and approaches Jordan Poole and gets in his face. Jordan Poole pushes him away, and then Banzai! Draymond Green he came with that him. overhand flying right and put him on his back. He dropped him. 
Disney. Watch his knees buckle. Watch his knees buckle. Knees buckle. <laughs> Over there looking like Roy Jones Jr. Jordan, I knew Jordan Poole had a weak chin. That's right. I said that Jordan Poole with the chin that week. I can say whatever the fuck I want about you. <laughs> I might I might not even fight you. I might let my little niece fight you or somebody with the knees that week. Yeah, Jordan Poole came out there saying, I'm good. I'm good. He gave light-skinned pretty boys a bad name, Jordan Poole did. He said, no, we got sound of Jordan Poole uh, after the fight. Here it is. Let me get two Twizzlers, large popcorn, and a bucket of ice. <laughs> and a bus pass. Yeah, he, he caught him with a, with a straight right over, over the top, buckled him, and fell on top of him uh, against the wall. He was then separated by coaches. Is this just a normal, you know, heat of the moment thing that happens uh, between teammates? Or is there something um, afoot, as in some people were speculating Jordan Poole came in with a big head and was speaking sideways or acting a little bit different? Or that Draymond Green is fearful that Jordan Poole is going to get the bag and his time in Golden State will come to an end? Well, that's exactly what it is, Jared. Um, He knows his time is up. I don't know if he doesn't want to take that bench roll. Or that mental role, you think he's still got a game left, but we've seen in the finals. Three my dream is done. And he sees Jordan Boot. We've probably seen him in practice advancing. And Draymond Green looked for a spot to where he could get up in his face about something he didn't like because he knows that he's he's his time is you know, his days are numbered. Do you really think it's numbered? I think I, I think his chances of getting money is numbered. That too. He's too yeah. valuable. This is the problem. Before, like maybe the last couple of seasons, you always would say like a team like Portland needed a Draymond Green, right? Mm -hmm. They got the two little wing guys. You always would say, oh, Draymond would be good on this team, right? Mm -hmm. But now as his skills have really deteriorated, which they have, Jared, and they weren't high-end to begin with, but he has a high-end IQ. Draymond Green's only valuable to the Warriors. He won't be valuable on any other team. He won't be valuable in Portland right now. He won't be valuable on a lot of teams. And I think he lost his main bargaining chip when it came to like negotiations for a contract. He wants, he knows this is his last big contract, but the problem is he doesn't have the bargaining chip. Right, There's yeah. nowhere where he's valuable. Hundred percent agree. You know, he showed it showed in the you know in the playoffs. He had a little bit. He had a little bit going in the playoffs. You know, some of his defense and stuff was valuable. But it showed in the finals. He was killed, and he was he was almost the reason why they uh, coughed that up. But he locked in. He locked in in the in the closeout games and had good games in the closeout games. Yeah, no choice. Mm. Yeah, he had good games. I'm not, I'm not too sure he did. Mm. Yeah, I think that yeah. Was no, All he right. was acting a fool. <laughs> and he was being was really physical. He didn't lock in shit, Jaron. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Curry, man. You know, but but he out. had a he had a few uh, hard cuts to the basket and finishes. Um, then also. Uh, yeah, no, it's his, it's his consistent. Right, you're right. He did have a his... hard cut to the basket because, <laughs> Kramer, I mean, um, uh, Wiggins and Curry was on fire. What I'm saying is that whatever, like, P.J. Tucker's getting paid to play, that's about, like, Draymond should be paid a little bit more than him. Well, yeah, a little bit more than P.J. Tucker. Team uh, can afford that with, with Jordan Poole coming up. Wiggins be up at the end of this year. Yeah, the Warriors do have, do have, a, do have a big thing. They have a big decision to make. Um, and how much they're willing to spend into the luxury tax is also part of that decision. But, yeah, they're going to have to prioritize who they keep and how they continue to develop their young talent. That's why this is, you know, so important. It's such a – I think it's a big deal that Draymond cracked and lost in that moment. But also, like, I've heard of former players getting in fights 
teammates getting in fights, sometimes it ends up ruining the team. And sometimes it ends up, you know what I'm saying, it sets kind of a tone in the culture or sets, you know what I'm saying, in that locker room, who the people Well, we are don't hear team. about that nowadays, Jared. That's the thing. Yeah, well, no, no, but the thing is, like, this stuff is now with the video out and, and hearing about it, you're like, okay, like, what are the dynamics? What's going on? You heard about it a little bit back in the day, but not as much. It was more like it, the stories come out later. This is in, you know, our new media age, cameras everywhere and people. Oh, no, no, you know, no. Talking. We heard about Kobe and Shaq in the fight at Southwest College. We heard about that when it happened and it wasn't new media then we didn't have cell phone cameras and shit then but we heard about it but did they have the video is, of it no but the difference is nowadays jared isn't just the video the video does do a lot like the ray rice situation but the difference is not just the video it's just that jared it's a softer time in the nba you don't hear about them fighting teammates mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right you heard about teammates hating each other back in the day but you don't hear about team fighting teammates since like the early 2000s jay kidd and, and jimmy jackson um jordan steve kirk those are 90s early very early 2000s it doesn't yeah. happen anymore not in the nba it's too soft here and so to see to hear about it, it was, and then to see it it's kind of like man we don't see this in the nba no more NBA used to be full of fights. We don't have that anymore. We don't have it in practice. We don't even have it when teams hate each other. So it's different. It's not about the media. It's about it doesn't happen. Well, the media does play a role because the media's gotten bigger. The money's gotten bigger. The corporate, you know, views are the way that they frame it with this, with these expanded forms of media and the constant media that creates revenue. It has shaped that culture. I'm saying that there's more of a secondary with the cell phones or, you know, people getting a hold of videos by paying people to, you know, leak it. Do you think that this is something that's going to tip the Warriors into falling apart? Or is this going to be something that can help galvanize them? Or do you think it's just one of those things where like Jordan Poole knows like I'm out of here once this year is over? What I do you think, think the Warriors might have leaked this thing. You think they might have leaked it? Yep. To give them leverage against Draymond? Do you remember uh, who was that that Conspiracy was up for a contract brother? year? Yep. Conspiracy brother. And I usually don't do conspiracy, but who was that athlete? What sport was it when he was up for a contract and then all of a sudden the newspaper comes out with some things that he did and then that contract got him way smart. Was that basketball or football? Uh, I don't know. If you played for Houston sports and you wronged the city of Houston, they would do that. Of to course. <laughs> but uh, there was another one in the, in the, in the word on the street was that the team leaked that stuff and, they, and, the, and the Gazette really pushed hard to get it out there. And the team didn't mind because it saved them a lot of money. So they kept the player without losing money. I'm going to need you to look that one up because I, I don't remember. Yeah, I got to look exactly. that one up. I, um, I'll, I'll let you know later. I could see this being the team having leaked it if that like is like a background thing, like back, a backhanded thing to give them some kind of leverage because there is, you know, growing discontent in, amongst Warrior fans uh, who are kind of tired of Draymond's antics or his, you know, persona and, and matching what his abilities are currently at this stage of his career. So I, I can see that, you know, this could be a leverage point because if the fans are less behind them and this is just a bad look as a whole, like it would make sense and give the Warriors justification to not offer him what maybe he believes he's uh, worth. On the other ticket, you know, TMC knows how to get stuff. They know who to pay, who to find. Somebody hopefully got a lot of money because they're going to lose their job <laughs> or they already lost their job. Here's the problem with those jobs, Jared. Most people that take it because they really like the team, right? Yeah, they like being around athletes. They're not like me, right? Like I'm a guy that an athlete to me is the same as a crackhead down the street, right? Yeah. Like I like to watch you perform. I don't like to watch crackheads perform. Uh, except when they get that crackhead juice in them and they start dancing, I do like that mm. a little bit. I'm going to tell you something about me, Joe Rogan, that you might not know. I smoke rocks. Woo yeah, there was one on my street doing that the other day. But 
I'm not celeb obsessed. I like watching shit. I like watching movies. I like looking at beautiful celebrities. I like looking at beautiful people that's not celebrities. But I'm not celeb obsessed. Celeb uh, obsessed. Thank you. Like I was a manager of a women's basketball team. And people used to be like, I remember you were like, hey, man, I wonder if I get job work. First thing I do is talk you out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk duck out of it. I t- Nithin, when Nithin talked to me about, oh, man, wouldn't it be great to like just work for the Niner? Nope. Nope. That's your team you like. Nope. I, I, I don't understand. But because it's the pay is so little for the amount of work you do. Yeah. Right. The, the reason why they keep the pay little for those jobs and things like that is because they know these people like being around players, players on their team, players on other team, things like that. And so whoever this videographer, I mean, the money was probably a lot. Yeah. I know TMZ, what they pay. What was what was it? Uh, 80,000, 90 for the Justin Bieber saying the N word. It was like mm-hmm. 80 or 90,000 they paid for that. So, I mean, you're looking at somewhere, somewhere. Around 100K. Yes, they're getting a couple years salary probably for this video. If the Warriors didn't leak it, which I think they might have leaked it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, hopefully the Warriors didn't leak it. And hopefully uh, that would that would be a, a, a shitty move by a franchise that, you know, you would hope, you know, be above that um, as a fan, personally speaking. But <clears throat> um, I do wonder, I do feel like I I don't know the relationships. I can see I, I see Jordan Poole as he has the personality where I think he kind of wants to go do his own thing. If you can get maxed out and just be able to be like, oh, they're going to they want to build around me and I can just go do my I, I can be the star star. He I could see him wanting to do that. And I don't think this is helping the Warriors retain him potentially because, you know, what I'm saying now it puts him in a situation where like if he doesn't want to continue to play with Draymond Green, you know, whether that, might, that this might not even be the case. Jordan Poole might, you know, know, might know that. Uh, you know, he, his best place is to stay with the Warriors, but I, I feel like he's young. He's still growing as a player. Um, and if he really wants to secure the bag and get a chance to be a star in this league, a superstar in this league, he needs to go off on his own unless he wants to really wait out these guys and, and you know, as they tail off and retire and, and do something like that. But I don't know. That could be another four or five years down the road. And uh, is Jordan Poole wanting to wait till he's, you know, saying 28, 29 to to do that probably not if he's a real nba player to know yeah i think the competitive side and it, it brings up that thing about where you said james harden wasn't planning to resign with oklahoma city or wanted to go be the man everybody always else. blames oklahoma city he was yeah. not gonna re- the difference was only like four four and a half million dollars yeah he didn't yeah. want to resign everyone always blames oklahoma he didn't he wasn't resigning yeah yeah so when everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. You know, as fans, we think of we think of situations as fans. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We who think players have outside. certain loyalties that they yes. that they that they don't. And so yeah. that yeah. There's so for a, me, to, to, to quote my boy Andrew Bynum, there's a bank in every there's a bank in every city, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Famous quote. And also a liquor store. <laughs> and handicapped parking spots to park in. But I also think Jordan Poole likes uh, the diversity of. Uh, women here, so he's gonna he's gonna need to find that he's gonna need to find a city Jared, where hold on hold on Jared. hold on no no here, here, uh-huh. listen to what I'm saying All right, you uh, you gonna start doing your whole hey as the versus L A thing no what I'm saying is is that the diversity of women here as in you got beautiful white woman you got black women's you got a whole pan Asian so uh, you know smorgasbord of women's out here. And you get, you know, some some people from Mexico. You got the, you, you got you a lot BBW of different colors. He's one of them. He's one of them high yellow light skin brothers that and likes them. Do you have BBWs up there? 
there be some BBWs, you know what I'm saying? You go out to like no, uh <laughs> no, because all y'all vegan and vegetarian. Ain't no, no. Nah. If you seen these new vegan and vegetarian places, trust me, they bring it on to BBW. Yeah, vegan mob. I passed by vegan mob today. It was more fat people out there than at a churro stand in San Antonio. <laughs> Well, I almost stopped just to join them. Let me add to the I fat people remember. over here. Let me add to the fat people. I'm going to stand next to them. I feel like Jordan Poole likes beautiful white women and Asian women. Ah, He's where do you get be that like, from? Would I just get that vibe from. No, no, I just. I don't get that vibe from. It's a light skin thing, Aaron. You high, you high dark. I'm high yellow. So I don't. I kinda, you know why I don't get I that vibe from him because of the way he <laughs> acts and dress. I don't get that vibe from him, Jerry. The, these new age brothers. I'm telling you, man. I don't you. get that vibe from him, man. Man, he, I don't man, get that vibe. He, he like all them Filipinos. He, he Filipino women on him. He, he's gigging out on that. You can, you can tell. Let's, yeah, let's, let's look up his name. Let's look it up. Who is Jordan Clarkson dated? That's what you need. Not, not Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Jordan Poole. He looks kind of like Jordan Clarkson. They both they both do that thing. <clears throat> Anyways, um, well, yeah, okay, so you might be right. You might be right when I'm looking at some of his rumored <laughs> girlfriends, uh, but. The, the Bay Area isn't the only, and, and we're talking no, no, about a low he, end. He place would need for to go look. to. A, he would need to go to a city that can and guess also what? match guess, that. And, and there's yeah, cities yeah. that can pay that. New York, right? New York. Mm-hmm. Couple teams in LA. Houston. He could get this in Houston. Houston, Orlando, Miami. He could get what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minnesota. I'm looking at this Filipino girl that he's the rumor. Okay, he could get t- this. He get this in those places. That's a. He can get this in some of these places. Okay, so, yeah. Paid. So, so I think it's still a short list of places that he can go to. That's my point. Is that you know, Golden State? It, Golden State is one of the places that he can actually, you know, get the diversity. I, I think of it's hard for you to understand that, that the Bay Area isn't as big of a destination place as you made it out to be. No, no, Kevin I'm not saying Durant it's destination. I'm just saying the 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 diversity like one of the reasons why the bay area is a bay area which you can't <laughs> deny is this diversity so in understanding that it's becoming less diverse than a lot of the places it's, though, Jared. go e- look e- go e- read. and it's not it's and it's still yeah. it's still not as diverse as los angeles and a couple other places this i know it's not but number it's, one but no i'm not saying it's, i've never said it's number one you keep thinking like i'm talking like it's number but one you're saying the no, diversity it's one of the most diverse places and you i'm can saying get, he it got is. a plethora it, of If you want to say that it's not diverse. one of the most diverse places in this country, then then I don't we're know what you're at, arguing. Let's look you're at metropolitan ar- cities. No, I'm no, arguing no. against other metropolitan cities. They're, they're just as, uh, some of them are just New York is way more diverse. And I'm not saying LA's Oakland only. I'm not saying like no. I'm Bay talking about the area. whole fucking Bay Area. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's yeah, still it's not as diverse as Long Beach, LA. It's New York. That's all LA. You can't break down LA. No, LA is LA. LA is its own. It's way more diverse. It's still less than LA. I'm not saying it's more diverse. But I'm saying these are places that got multiple teams. This is the problem. Is that you thinking that every time I bring up the Bay Area as a reference, that I'm just jock riding the Bay. That's not the case. That's that's the you thing. That's you putting that on me. I'm not sack riding. I'm stating the obvious. The Bay Area is one of the most diverse places in this country. That's obvious. That is a fact. I didn't say it's the most. I didn't say it's better than every other place. But it you always be trying to put that on me. From? No, you, you put, from? don't put I, that I, evil I, on my wanna, name. Don't put that evil on my name. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. You are not paralyzed. Uh, in other news, let's see. Was there any other sports news? Yeah, they're football. football. Why, yeah, football. Why are these idiot ass, young ass coaches, offensive coaches they keep hiring 
don't know how to coach. They keep going for it on fourth down. You know what's funny? Football's different. Like, the old school guys are like, no, we're going to kick field goals, right? And mm. the new school is like, go for it because the stats, the nerd says go for it, right? The yeah. nerds with the algorithm yeah. says we should go for it. But that only works if you, like, got the ball on fourth and one in the red zone, like, 20 times. Of course, the number is going to be high. Like, yeah. But if it's one or two times in the per game, it's not high. Even today, yeah. like, Cincinnati can lose by a field goal right now. You know, they went for it on fourth on the goal line and didn't get it. Fourth and one earlier in the game. Kick the fucking field goal. He went for it on fourth and three. (laughs) Yeah, fourth and three. Cincinnati's up 17 to 16. 52 seconds left, and Baltimore has the ball in the red zone because they drove it down with like less than two minutes. And they drove it by running. Lamar Jackson, not by passing. After Cincinnati scored a touchdown to go ahead by one. I was going to say. Down a PAT. That's gonna be like the mini cunny quarter shout out, but yeah, man, these, these kids, man, these, these the coaches. kid coaches, stop hiring these kid coaches. They, they, yeah, it doesn't work. My boy Andre's brother in law was like, man, D'Amico Ryan's, he's gonna get a head coaching job next year, and I said, no, he's not. That's the second person I have to say that to. Remember, uh, Nithin was like, oh, D'Amico Ryan's gonna, no, he's not, dude, no, he's not. He's a def- black defensive coach. In the NFL today does not get head coaching job. The only reason why um dude from Tampa Bay got his job was Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. I was gonna say he used to be safety for the Redskins back in the day. Raheem Morris got a job for a while there too. No, that was back in the day. That's not now. That's not now. Raheem Morris should have got a job after that Super Bowl, but no, no. Raheem Morris also was fired after a year and a half, which he was doing a good job. And so here's the thing: D'Amico Ryan's is not gonna get a job because. It's just like, dude, we keep seeing guys who never call plays, but they're young, white, offensive assistants or associate head coaches to Sean McVay, to Shanahan. They get the jobs, even though they never call plays, mm-hmm. never did anything. Probably the only thing they ran was substitutions on the side and they get plays. They get the job because it's what the NFL's leading and these kids can't coach. Nathaniel Hackett can't coach. Yeah, uh, let's just go around uh, NFL observations through week five. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett can't coach. <laughs> Be yeah, a black defensive coordinator that's doing a great job. Do you do offense where you only help develop the game plan and don't call plays on Sundays? Sorry, we're looking for that. <laughs> Sorry that you got to develop the whole defensive game plan. That works. That works. <laughs> and you call lose, the plays. You lose people to free agency and you still do a great job. And and you call plays and you coach him up, it works. But you don't have a job, Raheem Morris. Great job with the Rams. They're falling apart because injury, but somehow you're still doing a great job. But you can't get a job. But Kevin O'Connell and uh, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel's not white guy, <laughs> not white, but appears white. They get jobs, even though they ain't called one play. We don't know what play they design. We just need they, to talk about Nathaniel Hackett. This guy, this guy is running. Even, that man can't even protect his quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett can't even you heard with John Elway what they've done right they've put another offensive assistant they hired in a booth and his job is to make sure Nathaniel Hackett get the play in on time that is ridiculous that is that it's like wait exactly as soon as you realize you have to hire that you fire that man yeah uh wait what time is it (laughs) where's Walmart money you got Walmart money you take your losses yeah just Mm -hmm. call, call it a loss and move on because that motherfucker yeah. is an idiot. Shout out to former uh, UC Davis Ag and Nathaniel Hackett. You are not giving the school a good name with your inability to do basic arithmetic. 
Uh, I was watching in, in a little bit of that game, and it looks like they run a vanilla ass offense. There's not creativity in the routes. There's not. There, it's just it's a bland ass offense. And yeah, it, it it could work if you had you know superstar players around. And but even then, if you have a bland ass offense at this level of football, like it's it's gonna be hard to work. You don't have superstar players. There, I'll uh, watch. Russell I'll Wilson watch. might is might be cooked. He's done. No, he does not look done. Hold on, hold on. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is why he doesn't look done. He's still, yes, he's not as fast as he used to be, but he still looks fast. The completions are there. The yards are there. His deep ball looks like he's struggling. That could be his thumb injury. But he the completion. He's hurt. He's not right. No, it's, it's his thumb. It's not his shoulder. It's his thumb. No, they, they, they thumb. did a procedure on his shoulder. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, injection. he's not right, but that can improve. The completions are there. The yards is there. The red zone is trash for the team. They are not good at any situation. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a flaw that Russell Wilson has. He locks on to the, whoever he's gonna throw that ball to. That's who he's throwing the ball to. Well, he, he used to not lock on. Ball. I think he's overthinking it. He used to not lock on. That was one of his greatest things. Was that when he's with Seattle, no. he no. was hitting all these different. Will Disney no. was catching touchdowns. A blocking tight end in college. A guy who's an offensive lineman switched to tight end his last year. Like, it was like a blocking tight. Tell you why? Because they share they share uh, rice pudding recipes. Because then they go cornball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to disagree with that, but he doesn't lock on. He didn't lock on in Seattle. He's overthinking. He doesn't have an offensive coach that this guy looks like a quack. Think about how bad an offensive coordinators he had in, in, in Seattle. And they're still better than Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, bo- both of them, both of them look bad. I watched a uh I was so pissed off I hit my wife today. He didn't just say that. But I was like, dude, we had a chance to win. Because this idiot coach for the San Diego Superchar. I mean, oh, uh, that's another idiot. And I never liked Staley. Idiot. He, now, he was a defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator for the Rams. Remember, he fired Wayne Phillips to promote this guy. And this the defense got worse. It looked good against the pass. That's when Aaron Donald had a great year and it looked good, right? Against the pass. But running-wise, it got worse. Because this whole theory is that the NFL passes more. I'm going to defend that. He can't coach for shit. The coaches want to win the game. They don't want to leave it to their players. You're putting your players yes. in all these compromised positions because you out here playing John Madden. You want to look like a Zach team. Taylor. Let's talk about Zach Taylor today for the Bengals. Like I said, opportunity. Was that third quarter, Pedro? That was third quarter too, right? Yeah, yeah it, he got opportunity just it was third game. quarter. You see the if he kicks the field goal. Yes, it would have tied the game bad. if he kicks the field goal. We're starting to get to the point where players are mad at these coaches, right? Because of their decisions. Players are showing it on the sideline in a sport that never, you never saw this before. You'll see it in basketball. You'll see it every now and then when the, when a, when a manager goes to the pitcher mound in baseball, but you never saw this in football, but you're seeing it more. Lionel Collins threw a fit when he went for it instead of just tying the game, right? And here's the thing. If they had that field goal, you force Baltimore to have to make a touchdown at the end, not just get in field goal range and have Justin Tucker win it. You force him. Kick the field goal. Take the points. Just It's just stupid. Uh, They're playing a baseball game, actually. (laughs) You know how they say swing for the fences now. And that's what they're doing. Just swinging for the fifth. There's no strategy. And they're losing. They're losing. And it's showing. Even when Denver played Seattle, think about it. If he didn't go for those fourth downs, kick the field goals, they won. So we, we're seeing some coaching inexperience or just not the not the best coaching. And I think for me, like the NFL, the trend right now is get the young, hot offensive coordinator that you can groom a quarterback with, right? But to have the best team, football is the ultimate team sport. 
a lot of times the defensive coaches and defensive coordinators are the ones who are the actual people who are best at reaching their players. And, you know, saying for defense, the, the game is already kind of weighted against them. If you have a good defensive coordinator, you know that that guy's got people playing for him and doing their roles. And that guy's got a good scheme and knows how to get these men to play together and execute at a high level together. That's essentially what good offense is also, but you don't specialize in it. Um, It's not valued the same, but I think the best head coaches usually are defensive coaches. It's about, are you able to retain those young uh, offensive coordinators or those good offensive coordinators who maybe, you know, a lot of times have aspirations to get that head coaching job. And it sounds like owners need to stop hiring. These fools need to, these fools need to move up and become offensive. See someone like Mike Tomlin needs a Zach Taylor. They shouldn't be on this level. Right. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor's not on your level, even though, look, I, I, I figured some things out about Mike Tomlin. I think he's he's a great figurehead. Yeah. But I think he reminds me a lot of my father growing up where he was the he he was the figurehead, the the supposedly look figurehead, but he wasn't behind the family. Right. He had to look the ironclad jaw. But anyway, mm-hmm. let me I'm getting off. Point. No, I, I get you, though, Aaron. Uh, I think I think that there is like. And and I've said this, like, you know, you got guys that are leader of men. A good example of that would be Mike Singletary, you know, um, or Mike Singletary, he's a leader of men. He, he galvanized that team. He, he, he led them. You talking about when he played or as a coach? As a coach. No, he wasn't a, a good. The issue he, was he turned that team into men. He matured yeah. them. He reminds me a lot about Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson gave the Warriors that swag, gave them that 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 ability that they could believe. He turned them from boys to men, but he couldn't figure out the X's and O's part. Yeah, and Mark, he was he was, but he 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 grew them up from boys to men, and then they needed to bring in Harbaugh, who knew a little bit, and Greg Roman, who knew more of the X's and O's, and like, okay, let's get this shit down. And the same for like. The Warriors, they needed it. They needed to bring in Kerr, who knew how to like, you know, came from more of that X's and O's and that thinking man pedigree. But Mark, yeah, Mike Singletary is that's a great example. I agree with you, Jerry. Yeah. He 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 taught them how to be men. Yeah, and I think that that's that's who you want as your head coach, whether or not they're offensive leaning or defensive leaning. I think defensive leaning is it's better at being that figurehead that reaches the whole team because your defense is like your Warriors. Those dudes are going like offense got finesse. All the fools on defense got to be a little bit more crazy. And like they're the enforcer of the team, you know, and if your defense is is uh, is running on all cylinders, then, you know, I'm saying something's going right. So regardless, you need a you need a head coach that that can be that figurehead. And hopefully you have good coordinators that you're able to retain. But a lot of these coordinators want to get that head coaching job. And essentially, like, it just kind of undermines them because some of those guys aren't great leaders of men. They're good at scheming, but it's not like they know what it takes to to tie the whole team together. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs is the segment we have in the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or talk about something that's pissing them off. Or you could highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. It's time. It's time. It's time. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Celeb Back Documentaries. 
the ones that either paint, have an agenda going into it are the ones that's produced by the celebrity that's in it who are supposed to be doing a documentary on but then you see who's who and you're in it's it's just uh, they, they they go into it with an agenda we're going to paint this story we're not going to interview the person we're not going to take his side we're not going to take their side we're just going to we got our idea and we're going to paint the story that's not a documentary that's like you making an expose that's an expose with you painting a story you want the celeb ones are starting to get to me, right? I already got that with the Michael Jordan one. You know what they, they're becoming? They're becoming commercials for people. They're becoming commercials for the celebrity or the athlete they're doing the documentary on. Like the Michael Jordan one, it, it felt like a big-ass Nike commercial, right? Like, here's a guy that was never open, that's been a shitty person, almost in his playing career, to people. And here's this five-part series that come out when we're all in lockdown and got nowhere to go. Five part series document. One that he wouldn't see, he wouldn't approve the guy who did it yeah. until he made him executive producer and he still didn't give him the right. And he had final say on what goes in and what don't go in. I just want people just to look into this shit like this. The Derek Jeter one, I couldn't watch it. It just felt horrible. Derek Jeter, man. The Derek Jeter one was just a commercial for Derek Jeter. I'm like, according to this documentary, he's the best shortstop ever. I like that. Dude Gita, had man. no range. He had no range. He got good numbers, but he got longevity numbers. Derek Jeter and Tiger Alex Rodriguez had better, had more range and better numbers. Derek Jeter was Derek Jeter was definitely a really good baseball player that handled the spotlight and handled being a pivotal. The team was good. The team, yeah, the was team good. was good, but handled being like a cornerstone of the team being home. good. He handled that was, that's what he did best. He, yeah, yeah. he handled his ladies and pretty well. He got I, bitches. He handled that well, always, but he only thing I liked about Derek Jeter's uh, man, Derek Jeter, man, I put his list against anybody's man. That's the, that's the only thing I like about Derek Jeter, the way he handled his whole textbook away of what I've been telling these young kids to do. <laughs> he was a piece of a championship, he was never. The MVP, he was the captain of the team, but he wasn't. He was I mean, never me, the best player. To me, the more important player was Mariano Rivera. Yeah, he was never the best player on any of those. He teams. was never. He wasn't the best defender. They couldn't move Derek G to third base because he couldn't. He wouldn't be able to make the throw from third from the hot corner. He wouldn't be able to play the hot corner. And so, anyway, that documentary sucked too, right? <laughs> and so here, here, here we are. And this one was a good documentary. The the Redeem Team documentary came out this week on Netflix. And it's the story of the 08 USA Olympic basketball team that had to go back and kind of redeem the USA after they lost in Greece in 04 with probably one of the most selfish teams out there. How they also lost the FIBA World Championships. They barely qualified. So this was called the Redeem Team that got put together. My problem with it is it was produced by LeBron, Mavic Carter, and Dwayne Wade, right? And it's an old to them and Kobe Bryant. And it's an old to their relationship with Kobe Bryant and them. And it it left out like Jay Kidd was an instrumental piece on the team. And they, they I swear to God, he talked less than anybody else on the show, right? He interviewed him less than anybody else. And it really upset me because it didn't go into why the 04 team was created the way it created. Like you could paint that story. Why was the 04 team so bad? Why was it so selfish? The NBA was selfish at the time. We were years removed from the 92 team, right? Here's the thing. The best Olympic team ever was the 96 Olympic team, Atlanta, with everybody in their prime, Penny Hardaway, Shaq, 
Larry Johnson. That was the best one. Hakeem Olajuwon was on that team. Shaq was on that team. David Robinson. That was the best ever. They were all in their prime and they dominated. But they don't get a lot of fangory because they also was kind of assholes out there. They talked a lot of trash, right? But the NBA was starting to make more money. They were starting to get that. The, the reason I don't like these because you're, you're you're people are using their celebrity to get these documentaries done and it's painting a certain picture without telling the whole picture. And then there's people who don't know, who don't know, who weren't around, who weren't following. I was following my own father, who I argued with today because he's telling me the old fourteen. None of those guys wanted to go because of the 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 war over there in Afghanistan, and that's why they stayed on the boat. And I said, all the Olympic athletes who stay on the boat, yes, they did, because it wasn't safe for them. No, only the men's basketball team stayed on that fucking boat. He's repeating what the documentary said. And I'm like, yeah. true, but they stayed on the boat because the NBA paid for it and the players paid for the boat. It was a luxury cruise line for their family and them. The rest of the athletes stayed in Olympic Village. They were fine. They didn't want that. They wanted their own food. They wanted their own chefs. They wanted all these things. They were rarely oh, no. spoiled. One reason the players didn't go is because three of them got married. Jason Kidd had surgery. Shaq was just, I think he was done. He played Olympics. You know, he wanted an offseason. The Lakers made a deep run. Ben Wallace didn't go. He was invited. He didn't go because that was the year the Pistons won and made a deep run, right? Ray Allen's fiance was pregnant, and she was due soon, so he didn't go. Kobe Bryant was supposed to be on that team. They don't even touch on this. He was supposed to be on the team, but guess what? Guess why he wasn't on it? Colorado. Yes. It was his rape trial, right? They don't even mention the word rape trial. So when they do talk about Kobe making coming on the 08, he was coming as like this broken man who she ran Shaq off, who did this and needed an image revival. And that was it. And I think that part's true. A lot of it was true, but the story they painted was bullshit. That was not the main story behind everything. The documentary is well put together and good. It is good. You will enjoy it. It's not even long, so you will enjoy it. But it was just... I'm, I'm tired of the celeb documentaries, the documentaries that are produced by the people that's in it. We're not getting, that's not what a documentary is supposed to be. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. Hey, that video I just sent, sent y'all on my side piece. So. I was wondering what, I, I was about to delete it. I'm like, dude, I got some kind of spam. How did Jared, they get Jared number in here. <laughs> so You got to at least tell a brother before you send something like that. Yeah, well, y'all was running your mouth. My cutty corner shout out goes out to General Motors. There's a, a publication I sent you. There was a, a journalist that's on YouTube. They do car reviews, and they bought a electric Hummer, hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. They actually got it at the, I guess, MSRP or the sticker or whatever, hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Right. 250 miles within um, its lifespan, it did a hard, hard software hack. It, it, it failed. The hard software failed. That meant they are stuck, and in the way it got stuck, it's unsafe. It just cut off. It got stuck in the turning lane. <laughs> General Motors, if you're going to invest billions of dollars and give up your ICE motors, and try to be the leader in clean air or advanced battery tech technology, make sure you get the very expensive one right. Your car, your truck doesn't need to have software problems like my Dell computer. <laughs> my gateway. 
like my gateway computer. And if you, y'all know y'all on time watching the whole thing. They had to pull the battery, reset it, and reboot it. And they couldn't get. There's no latch to the battery. To get the trunk open, you need you need power. And the, the way you get the trunk open, they had to dig up underneath the dashboard where it's a whole bunch of wires and stuff. The, it, the vehicle looks unfinished. You had to pull the handle underneath the floor pan to manually release the trunk release. The, uh, the trunk release. How in the hell are you going to have a $115,000 vehicle that's not ready for prime time? That is unsafe. That there's no safe safety features to get you out of a situation. And on top of that, y'all infrastructure, half of your battery, your electrify America, whatever y'all working with, half the chargers don't work. And if you plug in California, they tell you not to. It's gonna be a blackout. This is where the left gets wrong. This is why it's so easy for the right wingers to talk crap about you guys because you you don't put you all y'all put everything into they put their agenda before they, they agenda before, before common, common sense. sense. Yes, exactly. They put the agenda before common sense. You have to have an infrastructure. You got to have your oil reserves in base just in case something like this happens. Then you got to have, like they're doing now, they're starting to dig the mines. You should have had all your materials and everything sourced here if you were trying to become energy independent. You should have had all that stuff lined up in a row. But no, y'all play make-believe games and try to shake hands across the aisle with Republicans and let them do whatever the hell they want to do. And now you look like an effing fool in front of the world. V8, nigga. My Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to, can I just say, number one, my Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to myself. We went to go watch Monday Night Football this past week, and they had a deal at the place we went to that got you a Stein. For $20, you get a Stein and filled up with one of the Oktoberfest beers. My buddy, Nip Money, shout-out sponsorship, was like, man, no, I'll buy one for y'all. I'm hyped to be here. I'm glad y'all came out to watch the Niners game with me. I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy y'all Steins. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get a Stein, Nathan. $20, I get to keep the glass. And then they have a deal where if you come back later, you get, you know, a $12, your Steinfeld for $12. And after the game ended, maybe it's because the Niners won. Maybe it's just because I was tired. Maybe it's because I had drinking a whole Stein of beer, pretty much. I just felt immediate regret. I was like, when have I ever wanted to drink this much beer? When will I want to drink that much beer in one sitting in the future? Because the Stein is like, yeah, it's tall. It looks big, but it's wide as fuck too. There's a there's a lot of volume, and it's like at least two and a half, and probably, it's probably like three beers. There's three pints in there. It's like three pints. I believe it's like three pints. Yeah, I don't like drinking that much beer, but but because I was hyped up, and he hyped me up. I, I said yeah, and and you know I just don't think, I just don't think that was wise. Um, but I did go back the other day and refill the Stein and drank another Stein worth of beer, and uh, I'm yeah, it was, it was all right. You will be back tomorrow for the Raider Monday night with that Stein. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got to watch the game tomorrow, huh? Oh, yeah. We, Gabe wants to watch the game, right? Shit. All right. My other Cutty Corner shout out goes out to um the new movement in the Republican Party that's been going on for a while now. This war on intellect and education. It's just starting to piss me off. It's It's frustrating because... They're trying to shape our community. And this is where leadership does have impact on people's psyche and what they take as a status quo. 
because you are in a position of power so you have that influence inherently socially like we are beings that 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 honor that <clears throat> unless you're stupid but these politicians i figured out how to make people that are stupid feel empowered and people that are stupid um should be empowered and we're stupid in different things different ways but like there's some people who are just disproportionately stupid there's a reason why they have their place to being stupid they help us figure out what not to do um they help us figure out some of the things that you know are amazing new discoveries because they did something stupid and it worked out right i feel like i'm getting a little too far and call people stupid i want to get away from that the main thing is they're posturing as though this woke intellectual educated agenda is killing the core of america yada 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 for so long education has been a gateway and even a a a, a way of creating glass ceilings for people by not having access to education education was valuable and i don't understand where in this flipping on the political scope and our social cultural upheaval that's going on or just where we're at in our evolution as americans that it should be okay to say no i'd rather be stupid than to know something i'd rather be stupid than to allow access to something i don't understand i'd rather be stupid than to give representation to something that i don't get for it to travel where it goes from a way of stopping representation of happening is not allow access to education and and and, and those resources to now where it's like as we're starting to see more and more people of color getting educated more and more poor people get gaining finding ways of access to some of these educations whether it's a college degree or people aspiring to learn more and become more knowledgeable about the world is now like something to like be like shun and, and scoff at and thumb our nose at all because of economic debt relief uh when it comes to student loans or the agendas that they're trying to put on they're saying that they're trying to put on people and and kill our morality it's like no like we're learning more about ourselves as human beings we're expanding our understanding of the human experience and we're trying to incorporate representation and recognition as a better way to create equality and understanding it's not about division it's about if you don't know that these people exist and you don't hear their voices just like we hear your stupid voices all the motherfucking stupid ass time that you don't shut your stupid ass mouths up you'll never know about these other peoples or these other subgroups that 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 are human beings are americans are people that deserve the same rights and the same ability to be advocated for have access and social culturally have some sense of understanding Or 988. Call or text 988. Suicide and Crisis Lifeline website. Yep, that's um, it. So if you are going through any episodes to any of our listeners, any of our friends out there, or if you're brand new to the show, you know what I'm saying? Uh, get the support you need. Uh, dial next, time, next, next time I order a quinoa burger, I'm going to make sure to call them motherfuckers. You know, I'm going to post that number outside um, Vegan Mob. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, before you guys eat this shit, here's here's the mental health number. 
here's the poison and food control because that shit gonna make you that shit gonna make you have uh, throw up. So man, you're getting the worst of both worlds. You're getting no meat, which is gonna get you depressed, and you're getting clogged arteries from them frying every goddamn thing. The funny thing, I read the reviews for the game on people like it, the taste, but some people are like, Man, I got food poison. Like, How the fuck you get food poison for someplace that don't serve meat or milk? <laughs> like, what the hell's going on at Vegan Mob? <laughs> Just to let you know, none of our uh, thing has been researched. Vegan Mob, uh, do not sue. No, Vegan Mob, shout out sponsorship. Come on our show or sponsor the show. You guys we'll out there, go to, go to Vegan Mob anytime in case you have, if you have a kid that swallowed a quarter or swallowed like, uh, uh, if your dog swallowed your, your, your wedding ring, go to Vegan Mob. They'll help you get it back. <laughs> so like I said, Vegan Mob, I'm bringing you customers, dude. I'm we stealing customers from Arby's to go to Vegan Mob. <laughs> Arby's used to be the place that if you ask them and you swallow something, you go to Arby's. Like, and they just ask you which end you want it to come out of. So somebody's going to have to give us some booty. <laughs> you look at them and you're like, oh man, uh, uh man, man, I said he swallowed. I was trying to, you know, propose to my girls practicing. I swallowed the ring and I'm looking like, what can I order? And they say, what end do you want it to come out of? I'll, I'll suggest <laughs> some shit to you. And then, and then we'll top it off with a Jamocha shake. <laughs> That's right, Arby's. I got you too, you disgusting son of a bitch. <laughs> Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. If Arby's would have been around during the Wild Wild West, man, man, the West Coast would still be in fucking St. Louis.